0: I think with guys, if you're going to talk about the context of it's more likely that guys talk to other guys about their issues, I think a lot of the time it's actually incorrect because so many, you know, I have quite a lot of guy friends myself and a lot of them come to me and they say, they're so like, uh, they they feel they can't talk to their male friends because a lot of males feel like they can't speak up about their feelings, thoughts, Mm -hmm. emotions with each other because they kind of view it as. Being weak, or the guy friends won't care. They won't want to listen. So a lot of guys actually come to girls for that caring kind of perspective on things. If that makes sense.
1: That that is that is fair. That is fair. So I, I did concede that you know you can have closer friendships with girls, but if you did That's have good. closer fr- uh, friendships with guys where you could communicate with each other, I feel like you know a lot of girls. Um, Who have guy friends in quotation marks are really just like orbiters and it it can it can work the other way around as well like there's always some sort of undertone of like attraction there do you You think i I think so i think so
0: i'd say some of my guy friends are definitely good looking but it doesn't mean i'd want to date them and you know i have maybe maybe not on your end
1: but how about how about from their end do you think that they, given the chance, would snap at you?
0: I do know that a lot of guys usually do only have girlfriends that they are attracted to. And as well, I think because guys kind of rely on girls for that emotional support so often instead of their own male friends, I think it's easy for them to get attached to the girl. So I'd say maybe men more so, grow those kind of feelings and the girl mm-hmm. because the girls, they can talk to each other they can rely on each other and they don't view each other as weak and stuff and they don't judge each other. I'm not saying all males do, but I definitely know a lot of males feel that other males view them in that way if they open up about their feelings
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair mm-hmm. enough. What do you think the meaning of life
0: is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> personally, mm-hmm. personally Personally i don't even think i can form a sentence to that um it's okay like, okay
1: i, I mean, here's he, a better way to frame it personally for you what uh name some things which you think give your life meaning oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> for me, so not, not a lot of I meaning in your life lately? <laughs> yeah
0: i know I couldn't tell you the meaning of life but I could tell you that in my life I just want it to you know be the best it can be I suppose like I want to do well for myself I want to help people with my career I want to travel and make good memories have a big family mm. those kind of things but I couldn't tell you what the meaning of life is what do you think the meaning of life is?
1: Um, I think that we should aspire to to be proud of ourselves and not happy Mm -hmm. because you can Mm -hmm. because at least if you're proud of yourself you have like a overarching frame of satisfaction uh, and you're not chasing like dopamine day to day and it's natural for people to feel empty even if you accomplished all the things you wanted to accomplish um Mm -hmm. so it's also important to become wise and be able to like spiritually reduce your own anxiety level to like zero like you know to 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 not be like introspective in an anxious way but like to to be able to be like zen and like be able to be calm and you know be at peace with yourself but at the same time you know um you should try as many things as you want to you should try and live life in your own terms you should try and mm-hmm. uh, be a service to your community but uh yeah so it's basically like two axes right or like three it's like a sense of verticality which is like your goals and who you want to be a sense of horizontal plane of like trying a diverse range of things and a inner sense of peace so like you know going inwards I guess I think those three things make life fulfilled and meaningful
0: that's really interesting. Do you believe in any theories related to life, things like that? Like how we came to the planet, things like that?
1: How we came to the planet? <laughs> I think.
0: Yeah, like, um, uh, what is it? Um, do you have any, like, religious views or do you believe in, I, you know, like, ev- evolution, things like that?
1: I am not religious. Anyway. Um, but I do I do find the idea of God interesting. Now, I don't find the idea of God um i don't take it seriously as like a sort of like creator being like maybe there was a creator maybe there wasn't but i don't think that's important but i think in the context of like religious people the idea of keeping god in mind right like this this uh, overarching authority over yourself is a form of self-therapy and it's like a self-check because like for example um, Muslim people, right? They always have to uh, mirror their life and reflect it in terms of Allah, God, and the mm-hmm. values that, you know, they, so basically it, it makes them more reflective and, and judgmental of themselves. And so when they pray and they're meant to pray like multiple times a day, they actually sort of evaluate themselves and their behavior and their daily existence much more than an atheistic person would. And so in that Mm -hmm. sense, if you have a collective of millions of people who believe in this same um, overarching force and be able to watch yourself from like a third eye, then God feels real. And you can go to any, you know, Islamic faith country and sort of feel the presence of God because everybody is engaging in that psycho therapeutic act and that makes god real. um even if it's just some idea it's an ideal that there's like taking hold of the lives and mentality of like millions of people um mm-hmm. so that draws me because um i feel like modernity is a bit like spiritually empty but uh but i yeah that, that would be my thoughts on it
0: how about yeah, yourself definitely. i i quite agree with your your own reasoning, to be honest. I think that's really interesting. Um I think obviously we all have our own views of how we came to the planet and all of this kind of stuff, but I do think religion is a very interesting one, especially because there's so many gods, you know, under the different kind of religions. Hmm. I do find it all very interesting? Um, and is there a certain religion that you resonate most with or that you're most interested in? Uh,
1: probably buddhism and islam
0: and why is that
1: cuz buddhism um it's like humanistic so like it deals it doesn't deal with like some other world and i feel like True. the idea of living for an afterlife doesn't really make sense cuz you know yolo here is all we have there's, there's no need to invent some you know something hereafter um and the the idea of being like uh, content and having less desires to make yourself more wealthier in spirit is is good as well um, but Islam is great because if you are going to believe in a monotheistic idea of God um, it's the most like strict and it's the most real because like um, you know the Christian God Jesus you don't really see any God-fearing Christians or they haven't personally read the Bible, they don't imitate Christ. You you won't meet a real Christian in your entire life anymore. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it it doesn't feel as real and and, and earnest.
0: Yeah, you do have interesting views on that, I agree.
1: What would you say is the most important green flag uh, to look out for in a woman if you were seeking a relationship with them?
0: I'd say definitely the qualities in terms of personality. Boys and girls, they both go for more looks than they do with their personality. And I think- Look for somebody that's trustworthy, loyal, caring, kind. Uh, I'd say emotional, but not obviously not too much to an extent, emotional. Mm. Um, somebody that's not too argumentative or confrontational, but somebody that's more happy to voice how they feel in a calmer way. I think that's a really important one. Somebody that is okay and reacts calmly to you explaining how you feel. I think that's definitely a big one. Somebody that's also not too focused on, you know, materialistic things because they might just be trying to use you as well. Um, But yeah, I'd say they're the most important features, loyalty, trustworthiness, things like that. Somebody that's driven as well, like they have goals, they have ambitions, very important.
1: I mean, I mean that you paint a very a good picture of a balanced individual. Um, mm-hmm. Last question.
0: Sure.
1: Do you believe depression is real?
0: Oh, do you want to elaborate on that question? Or?
1: So, for example, right? Um, is motivation real? I think, like, nobody would say that motivation is, like, a real tangible thing, right? It's like an abstract concept which describes certain symptoms and certain behaviors. Mm -hmm. And similarly, can't you make the argument that, you know, DSM-5 lists a bunch of, like, mental disorders and stuff like that? Can't you make the argument that depression is simply a symptomatic of, like, a shit life or some sort of some sort of traumatic mishap, but it's not like a real mental illness. And if they just got their life in order, then they, because everyone feels depressed at times, you can have the most successful life and still feel depressed at times. But like depression is just perpetuating that in those symptoms rather than, and, and it's like symptomatic of a deeper life issue rather than a mental issue. Like, it's, like, it's not a thing. It's just, like, an abstract concept. But
0: people... If, if you think, think depression is just a concept, would you say another word for depression instead of it being, you know, a, a an actual illness? Would you call it, like, extreme sadness then? Because most of us go through it. How would you... What would you name it instead for it to not be so much a a concept, something that's not... Um... I don't want to call it not real, but in your... Head, you know what I mean what would you call it instead
1: uh there's I I feel like it's like more like emotional stagnancy you know it's it's more like uh languishing is a good word so the idea of languishing is just like feeling really eh all the time you know just like um you don't feel in the mood to do anything in particular and you just because because you're not progressing towards anything because you're stagnant stale water you know like i don't know becomes like a shit pond and so uh it's not that there's uh it's it's like there's certain concrete real things that you can address in your life to get this water running right and that's why one of the best advice for depressed people is to just Get them to do random things because as as long as like they engage in themselves in some activity, eventually their mind, you know, those neurons fire, and then they like uh, get uh, gain mini goals, and then eventually they forget about that. You know, oh, I'm so depressed. You know, Uh, so. And what
0: about people that struggle with suicidal thoughts and things, which is induced by having depression? Would that be a concept as well, in your opinion?
1: Um, I think that whether, I think like a lot of, I think suicidal thoughts is like a, you know, the reason why they have like, uh, what's it called, uh, the, the behavioral therapy where they try to like point out how your th- thoughts are like rationally wrong or something like that. I think the reason why that's like a school of thought is because people who are suicidal, you can never kill yourself in time to solve the issues you always kill yourself too late you, so you get what i'm getting at like so you, they they have concrete issues that they're suffering but they're perpetuating their suffering from those issues it's like it's like suffering from loss right people who are you know you can you can uh cry and have like a moment of grief about losing somebody that you love. But if, if past that you continue to be sad for years and years and years, this sort of s- sorrow, uh, sorrowful personality, what you're doing is you're not letting that go and you're identifying with it. And you're sort of taking joy in identifying with it, uh, low key. Um, and you're, you, Latch onto this as part of your identity, and so what you're doing is you're perpetuating your fall. So you've never completely fallen; you're just like in this void abyss, the state of falling, and you you are you have now come to identify with this space that you don't want to let go. And I think I, I, I'm not sure exactly how, but like a therapist's job is to, um, you know, shake them out of death and bring them back to life. make them snap out of that state but i do think it's like a it's like a it's like a paradoxical thought loop that perpetuates their misery um suicidal thoughts
0: interesting um to answer your question i think depression is definitely an illness but i would say it's an illness which is defined from having extreme sadness for such a long time and i wouldn't say depression is an illness that is a permanent illness, I would say depression is more of a a short term illness, if it's worked through and the triggers to So say like, for example, say I was dealing with a client that gets abused at home or something like that physically, let's say, Mm. if they remove themselves from that environment, and they live alone, and they have like a friend group to support them, and they take themselves away from that bad situation, I would say that their depression would only be short term. But I think for some people, they're unable to drag themselves out of that kind of situation. So say, like, maybe a mom of three that's living with a husband that's, you know, I don't know, psychologically abusing her and physically. I'd say maybe she would be depressed long term. But I would say overall depression is more of a short term illness. Definitely wouldn't say it's a concept because I think that's more...
1: I, I would say, like, in each of these themes, you're identifying a cause and effect And so if there's a cause and effect, where is the depression? It's just like, oh, your parents are causing you grief. So if you remove that cause, you remove the effect of feeling annoyed or sad or frustrated or angry. And so where is the depression in this equation? That's what I meant by like, you can track it down. to. I was
0: just giving you, that was more of like a example but depression is you know more than just circumstantial i think depression can be genetics it can be induced by situations like that it could be down to meds that you're taking it's not always something that's got a cause and effect i think like there's people maybe with you know um they've been born with illnesses or diseases and they have to take meds which also have side effects of depression so it's not something that they could just remove and stop taking or I I, I understand it's still more of a cause and effect kind of thing, but I think depression definitely is linked to genetics and can be at least linked to genetics. Not meaning that everybody who has depression is, you know, related to their genetics, family history and stuff, but I think depression is definitely sometimes cause and effect, yeah, but not all the time. I'd say it's dependent.
1: I, I, I guess so. It just seems like when you bring in the genetics, the biology of it, it's sort of like how there's this very small, um, minute minority of people who are genuinely transsexual or like hermaphrodites. And then there are the transgender people where this is like less biologically rooted and more mentally rooted. And then the depression is sort of the same thing because wouldn't you say like modernity has like an epidemic of depression but like it's more of a mental construct rather than people with genuine hormone hormonal or like genetic predispositions
0: say so it's all dependent once again mm. because i've actually just googled um how you know like how many people have depression like you know how often is it linked to genetics yeah And then a study was actually done and it says uh, around 50% um, of people who have depression, of course, genetic, which is really interesting. That was done by, I'll send you the link to that. That's quite interesting. So I wouldn't say it is always cause and effect, definitely not.